Tuesday, April 18th, 2023, Monaco 64, home of alternative economics and contrarian views. We're going to look at uh, the only way that banks will be safe and uh they're no no nowhere near being safe and <laughs> the banking system is still a, a confidence trick and uh until what I tell you later happens uh yes your supposed money in the bank will never be safe of course I'm not trying to tell you to take your funds out of the bank that's up to you uh, hopefully uh, I'll show you how fragile how the system is and, and it's not me uh, saying this. It's been uh, said by uh, people who actually founded central banks. And, and that's what we're going to do today. First, we're going to look at some quotes and some ideas as well from some former central bankers in, in modern day. And yes, uh, Rudy uh, is on the sofa. Hopefully he'll behave and stay there. So I'm going to start with a quote from one of the founders of the Bank of England. Bank of England, of course, was founded in 1694. And uh, Sir William Patterson was a Scottish trader and banker. He was one of the founders of the Bank of England and was one of the main proponents of the catastrophic Darien scheme. Later, he became an advocate of union with England. He was Scottish, of course. But this is what he said. The bank hath benefit of interest on all monies which it creates out of nothing. Yes, and by the bank, he means the Bank of England. So we're going to go to another uh, quote here by a former director of the Bank of England, uh, Josiah Stamp, first Baron Stamp. He was born in 1880, died in 1941. And this is what he said. Banking was conceived in iniquity and was born in sin. The bankers own the earth. Take it away from them, but leave them the power to create money. And with the flick of the pen, they will create enough deposits to buy it back again. However, take away from them the power to create money and all the great fortunes like mine will disappear and they ought to disappear for this would be a happier and better world to live in. But if you wish to remain the slaves of bankers and pay the cost of your own slavery, let them continue to create money. So apparently he he said that during an informal talk at the University of Texas in the 1920s. Uh, another comment, this is more an extract of a book by Captain A.H.M. Ramsey, The Nameless War. He was uh, one of the uh, MPs that was imprisoned by Winston Churchill all throughout World War II. And this is what he said. Uh, and this is about the uh, parasitical nature of fractional reserve banking and you've probably heard of fractional reserve banking but this will explain it very uh, succinctly uh, what it is and he's talking here as well about the creation of the Bank of England he says uh, gold was soon to become the basis of loans ten times the size 
of the amount deposited. In other words, a hundred pounds in gold would be legal security for a thousand pounds of loan. A three percent, uh, at three percent, therefore, a hundred pounds in gold could earn thirty pounds interest annually with no more trouble to the lender than the keeping of a few ledger entries. The owner of 100 pounds of land, however, still must work every hour of daylight in order to make perhaps 4%. The end of the process must only be a matter of time. The moneylenders become millionaires, well, in this case, billionaires or even trillionaires. Those who own and work the land, the Englishman and the Scotsman, must be ruined. The process has continued inexorably till now. Uh, When it is nearly completed, it has been hypocritically camouflaged by clever propaganda as helping the poor by mulching the rich. It has been in reality nothing of the kind. It has been the main... uh, the deliberate ruination of the landed classes, the leaders among the Gentiles, and the supplanting by financiers and their hangers on, well, the bankers, I guess. So that's another interesting quote there. Another book I'm going to recommend to you so you can really realize what money is, and that's why honest weights and measures are so important, is this one here. What Has Government Done to Our Money by Murray Rothbard, uh, The Case for a 100% Gold Dollar. He goes through the whole, uh, uh, they call it the uh, pre- regression uh, theorem analysis of money, that money is basically the most marketable commodity, and it's a real commodity. It could be a conch, it could be a stone, it could be cigarettes, and it can be precious metals, gold and silver, and they have been money for thousands of years. So uh, it's not what's in the bank right now. Uh, the uh, the credit entry that you have, the the funds that you lent to the um, to the bank, and, and it's another reason why they're trying to move away, or they have moved a society away. More and more from commodity money, our great-grandparents and before them, they used to use gold and silver as money and because they are the most marketable commodity. But with crises like World War One, the Great Depression, World War II, um, they've, they've taken us more and more away from gold and silver. They uh, we're basically don't deal in money anymore. As John Exter, who worked for the Fed, said, we, we deal in IOU nothings. And, and, and we've come to a, a stage where there's so much debt, because that's all it is now. It's debt, backed by government debt, that, uh, yeah, that they have to find a way to keep us in the system. And I think CBDC is one of them because you won't be able to at least go into uh, empty paper promises, which is what what cash really is. But it's still, um, yeah, people still feel like uh, they've got something there. But ideally, we we should go back, of course, to real money. And that's why you should read this. Uh, The other uh, book I wanted to reference is by uh, Mervyn King, who was the 
governor of the Bank of England from 2003 to 2013. It's Mervyn King, The End of Alchemy, Money, Banking, and the Future of the Global Economy. There you go. And uh, here on page uh, 261, uh, he talks about more radical reforms. And he says, even though the degree of uh, alchemy of the banking system was much less uh, 50 or more years ago than it is today, it is interesting that many of the most distinguished economists of the first half of the 20th century believe in forcing banks uh, to hold sufficient liquid assets as reserves to back 100% of their deposits. They recommended ending the system of fractional reserve banking under which banks create deposits out of thin air <laughs> to finance risky lending and so have insufficient safe cash reserves to back their deposits. The elimination of fractional reserve banking was a proposal put forward in 1933 as the Chicago plan. Uh, the only thing I don't agree with this plan is that they talk about having government securities as reserves. Well, the only really uh, true monetary security, uh, I think, would be commodity money, gold and silver. Uh, but at least uh, it's 100% banking. And, and, of course, he gives an alternative because people uh, uh, will ask, you know, how, how our business is going to be financing. And he says, well, you have an investment banking sector, which helps um, – Startups or whatever, uh, private companies issue equity. So that's how he gets around it. Uh, yes, I wanted to go to the, uh, uh, Proverbs, uh, 16, uh, 11. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All weights uh, of the bag are his work. So, and this, uh, website here, Helping Up Mission, they talk about this it says honest weights and balances belong to the Lord, and, and it says uh, this verse about scales and weights. It, it's a reference to ancient method of measuring bulk items. But the message here is not about weights and measures. Instead, it's about how we deal with others, even though they're not mentioned at all. Um, but the Lord is mentioned along with his clear intention to be involved in the entire process of our dealings with others. God is all about honest scales and balances, and he really pays attention to all weights in the bag. Uh, so, yeah, it says when you're honest in, in our dealings with each other, we're living as the Lord desires. And uh, inflation, of course, <laughs> is not honest weights and measures. Uh, inflation is not caused by higher prices. In, inflation is caused by this fractional reserve uh, banking uh, system that we have. It's caused by the central banks, as you saw. Central banks are able to create money out of thin air. And how do they back that money? Well, through taxation, through the national debt. So it's all interrelated. So if we really want to go back to a safe banking system, uh, and banks are basically a place where y y you can store if you're fortunate enough to uh, to come into produce and come into quite a lot of money and, and you want to keep it safe. The banker's supposed to keep it safe for you at at a cost. Of course, they they're gonna have to 
to uh, to run a business. So yes, it's it's called a hundred percent deposit banking, and uh, yeah, until we go back to that kind of banking, uh, it, things will never be safe. Your 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 supposed money in the bank won't be safe. Uh, and we're hearing, of course, uh, there's a story here uh, in the FT I saw the other day. And I thought, yes, he's right about that. Deposit insurance is key to the confidence trick of banking. So this is from the FT, so from someone called Patrick Jenkins. Uh, yes, so as I was saying before, we need to get rid of central banks. We need to get rid of uh, dishonest weights and measures because that's what fractional reserve banking is. I'll give you an analogy. If you go to a restaurant in the winter or when it's cold and you leave your coat in the cloakroom and they give you a ticket, you expect to go back with that ticket and get your coat. <laughs> and that's what uh, banknotes or dollar bills are all about. It, it's just a, a token saying that you left your gold here, you left your money here, you come back, it's still here. Yes, there might be people who want to invest that money and they can put that with an investment bank and risk it. But for us, it, it should just be a deposit bank. And that's what I'm trying to say here. So back to this article, it says, Reforms to guarantee schemes in the UK and US are essential to avoid a deeper crisis. <laughs> and this guy says here, Confidence is essential for the modern form. <laughs> it's not a modern form. Uh, it, it's been going on since the 17th century with the Bank of England and central banking of fractional reserve banking, which allows a bank to fuel economic growth. No, it's not fueling economic growth. It's fueling uh, fraud, dishonesty and booms, uh, massive booms and busts by lending out for long periods, far more than it keeps on hand in easy access deposits. So if fractional reserve banking was fueling uh, growth, how come our economies have been growing for le less than 3% a year for the last 20 years or so? That's all I have to say about that. Um, the other thing that looks uh, <laughs> interesting here and how they want to like uh, the BIS, which is the central, the bank for the central bankers, they want to come in and snoop in the U.S. banking system right now. Uh, they're only uh, involved with the too big to fails in the U.S. This article, though, here says global regulators consider wider net to catch smaller U.S. banks. So watch out, smaller U.S. banks. Uh, the central bankers are coming after you. The mines of Silicon Valley uh, Bank and Signature fuels concerns that existing focus on largest lenders is outdated. So I'm going to stop at that. Hopefully you uh, got what I'm trying to say here, that uh, there's nothing really in the banks. Banks don't keep any more money, i.e. real commodity money. Uh, it, it's just a, a Ponzi scheme of uh, borrowing and lending. And uh, I, I think even if they um, guarantee, you know, quadrillions uh, of deposits, 
that that currency that you you think is worth something is going to become worth less and less. Yes, they're they're going to try to keep you in this system. Uh, someone uh, noted to me on Twitter that NatWest, which is the bank that I use, they've uh, decreased the amount of cash you can take from from them, like uh, going to the bank, you know, to the branch and taking cash out. They decreased it from five thousand to three thousand, so they are putting a lot of limits because this system is coming to its. Uh, final uh, ruination, I, I would say, and uh, they want to keep you in it. So you might ask, you know, I need to keep uh, funds in the bank to run my business or to pay bills. Yes, and I understand that, and I do too. Uh, I've got funds in the bank for taxes, for expenses, and um, but it doesn't mean to say that you have to keep all your hard-earned savings in the bank. So what's the best way uh, not to be in this system? Well, I, I think it's just to... Uh, right now, you can still uh, exchange this fiat currency Ponzi into real money, i.e. gold and silver. <laughs> it, it's still affordable. Uh, I mean, there will be one day when, uh, like in Zimbabwe, Venezuela... The local currency will not be accepted for gold and silver. So while you still can, I, I, I would uh, personally keep stacking. This is what I've been doing for well over 20 years now. It's not advice, but hopefully you do a little more digging into the system. You uh, maybe read a few books. Uh, there's many books out there uh, that I'm going to recommend in the future as well, and I've done in the past. And make your own decision. So uh, there you go. Um, with that, let's quickly look at where the markets are then this morning. It's uh, 8.31 a.m. Uh, London time. Uh, we got spot gold at 2002. It's up about $7. High's been 03. Low's been 93. Uh, silver is up uh, half a percent at 25.15. Low's been 24.97. High has been 25.17. To the uh, stock market uh, futures, uh, the Dow futures up 25 points. NASDAQ is unchanged. S&P futures up 2 points. To the currencies, uh, sterling is up a third of a percent, 124.16. Uh, the euro is up a third as well, 105.57. The dollar is unchanged versus the yen, 134.34. Uh, the dollar is uh, unchanged versus the U1 at 688.30. Let's check out the uh, Russian ruble. Well, the dollar is down 1% versus the ruble, trading at 81. We're trading 82 yesterday. Continuing uh, with the currencies, uh, we've got Aussie dollar up half a percent, 67.31. Uh, the dollar is down an eighth of a percent versus the Canadian dollar, 133.78. And the ki Kiwi dollar is up 0.4 at 62.04. To the commodities, uh, we got platinum up four bucks at 1,055. Well, we got WTI crude up 0.2 at 81.06. Brent crude is up a quarter of a percent, 84.81. High grade copper is up 
half a percent at 408.72. I noticed that uh, Tavi Costa from Crescat Capital, he's been on this channel a few times. He's just noticed that agricultural commodities are taking off again. It doesn't bode well for uh, prices of groceries or prices of food. So there you go. That's what's going on there in commodities. Um, let's just finish off with the uh, bond market. Uh, the 10-year yield is at uh, 360. It's up one basis point. The two-year is at 419, unchanged. To the UK uh, gilt or government bond market, the two-year uh, yield is up nine basis points at 370. The 10-year is up eight at 377. And the 30 years continue to, to move higher. We're at 412 now. It's uh, up eight and a half basis points. With that, I'm going to wish you all a very good day. Take care. Bye.